0: Inside each and every one of us, there is a desire to belong. To know that we can show up as we are, without judgment or justification. To know what it feels like to be wanted and longed for. To know the power of community. But what if each and every one of us had the power to create belonging from within? What if there were people already building spaces for you to be you? What if they believe so deeply in the power of connections, justice, collaboration, creativity, and empathy that they knew it could heal the world? That is where you belong. In the exploration of spaces, places, and experiences where we allow ourselves to be free, there is a place where you belong. Welcome. We've been waiting for you to arrive. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Where You Belong, the podcast where we explore spaces, places, and experiences where we allow ourselves to be. My name is Anna Chapman, and I am your guide on this journey. Today, I'm super excited that we have Candice Molotar on the show. Candice is based in Portland, Oregon. She's a photographer, a branding consultant, and my favorite, a self-love advocate. I also love Candace because she just has great style and amazing taste and is really working to support small businesses in Portland to have beautiful imagery and messaging and to just really put themselves out there and be their best selves. So Candice is amazing and as she comes on to talk, Today, we kind of get into everything and on a really emotional, sweet note around just Candace's heart for the people who are suffering and wanting more healthcare for everyone. So I hope that you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. As always, you can reach out to me on Instagram at I am Anna Chapman or I am Anna Chapman at gmail.com if you want to email, and just tell us how you enjoyed the show, or if you have any questions for Candace or I. So without further ado, enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to pop my head in. As Anna, as a human person, not just as the person who creates this podcast, and let you know that I love Grayling Jewelry. They're the sponsors of this episode today and our first sponsors ever. So that's a huge thing. And I just want to thank uh, Katie Kippen over at Grayling for believing in this podcast. And I also wanted to let you know on a personal anecdote I love Grayling because they've always made custom pieces for me and they've always made things fit and have access for my body. So if you're living in a larger body, if you're fat and you find that necklaces are too short, bracelets are too tight, things just don't fit right and you don't want to deal with it. I highly suggest going over to graylingjewelry.com and checking out the amazing pieces that they have. And also reaching out, there's a little comment section. You can put a comment on every piece that you order, where you can ask for a little extension, or if there's any ideas that they have, they're very smart, amazing, innovative designers. And so they're, they're there to help you. I also was super grateful that Katie was like, you need a coupon code. So for any of you who are like, I want to get some grayling money's a little tight right now. There is an awesome code for 25% off, which is belong 25. And I recommend if you have any extra anything, getting yourself something sweet and just reminding yourself that you deserve it. And if not, add it to your wishlist and maybe down the road, there'll be a time when you can add it uh, to your collection. So I hope that you sit back, relax and enjoy more with Candace. But I just wanted to share my own personal experience with our sponsors today. And I give Grayling Jewelry four out of three stars because they're the best. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where You Belong. I am so very excited for our guest today on the show. We have Candice. Hi, Candice. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited that you're here. Candace and I, I think we met through the interwebs of just social media and being a Portland, living in Portland, Oregon. And then you came to one of my classes and it made me so very happy. And then we like went to and, together and now we're just, we're out here. And so I'm really excited that you're here because I love what you do. And I
1: would love for you to kind of share with everyone who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm Candice and I live in Portland, Oregon. Like Anna said, I've been to a few of her classes because I also talk a lot about self-love, body positivity, and all the sorts in between I'm also a branding consultant and a photographer. And yeah, I mean, Anna and I connected through the Instagram world. Yeah. And the rest is history. So yeah,
0: It's 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 just ancient history now. And that's something that I really love about you is that your Instagram is really pretty. So like you'd go to it and you'd be like, oh my God, like this person is a tastemaker and everything is so like pretty and put together. But then as you like read through and really like take in the imagery, it's all about how you create space for yourself and how you take care of yourself. And, and it's about self-care. And then you're also like having hilarious conversations about bok choy and like the vegetables <laughs> you're excited about, or like you're on TikTok just living and being authentically who you are, but also like sharing your view of the world which is something that I love like you're not just going to a restaurant I feel like you're bringing people along with you here's what I loved about it and here's what I wouldn't order again and it's just like you've created this sort of way in which people can connect with you without having to be there but also so that they can like You've built a level of trust of like, I know if you say an ice cream flavor is good, I'm going to try it because I (laughs) have seen over time what you pick and why you like it. And Like you're very much sort of sensing
1: and in the world and then sharing it. And I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I like to create just like a real experience through my social media presence and make something that is authentically me and that is real and that hopefully people can resonate with and feel like they know me even if we haven't met.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing that I so appreciate about you is your kind of unconditional friendliness Mm -hmm. in social settings. I had an event at Universal Standard. They have a showroom in Portland and we did an event there. And all these people that came Left being like, Oh, did you meet Candace? You were a buzz. Oh. <laughs> people were very like happy to be a part and to be there with you. And I think that's something that if it comes naturally to us, we don't notice it, but it's like creates a big impact for people and makes people feel welcome when there is this genuine curiosity to just like be in the space and know what's going on.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, that means a lot. Also, that event was so fun. I feel like I kind of like fluttered around the room the entire time, but it was <laughs> fun just meeting everybody there and hearing everyone's stories. And I don't know, you just created such a great space there. Oh, but yeah, that's, thank that's you. Very awesome to hear that.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing is, is you don't know it is like, just as you're saying now, you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's obvious that you're not like, oh, look at me and my present. Like, you're just having fun and being yourself. <laughs> and I think that's a really contagious energy that I love being around and that you exude. And so I'm wondering, like, you're very social, you go out, you try different things. How are you supporting yourself in this pandemic? How are you finding that experiential nature out in the world when you can't like be out in the world
1: yeah this is such an interesting time especially I feel like for a Portland community or just communities in general that are kind of their lives and their everyday routines are made up of going around town seeing people going to local businesses usually they have like the coffee shop they always go to in Portland that's just such a staple here of people's routines. That being in quarantine and social distancing is just so hard for so many people, myself included. But I've really tried to lean more into social media and how I can kind of leverage it to almost like stay in touch with my community in different ways. Yeah. And that I'm being honest with my experience and that this definitely isn't an easy time for myself or anyone, but I can, you know, use my platform to highlight my favorite mom and pop local business. I can still do take out and pick up from places that I frequent and I can share that too and help support them as well. And then just other things I'm doing at home to support myself and my own like well-being too and staying in contact with friends via FaceTime or Zoom and all yeah. that been really helpful.
0: Have you experienced Zoom fatigue? Not quite yet.
1: I'm not part of the whole like Zoom university thing where people are like on Zoom 24-7. I have not really leaned into that
0: yeah, that's a lot. That's an extensive
1: Zoom <laughs> commitment. <laughs> yeah. But my friends and I will do it maybe like once every week and a half or something. We'll like play a game over Zoom or just touch base or something like that. Other nice. than texting. So it's been pretty good.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think it's definitely like taking a balance between being in front of screens and not is really important for this time because it's so easy to kind of just so now and be like, wake me up when it's over. But I think that is only so sustainable. So I love that you're kind of trying to figure out ways to find a sense of normalcy, not even normalcy, because I know that like, it's important that we don't go back to the way things were, but like Mm -hmm. a
1: sense of routine and sort of grounding for yourself
0: is important.
1: Absolutely. And you know, you put out a meditation like pretty shortly after we all kind of went into quarantine that honestly has helped me so much um, for your Instagram TV. And one thing you said in the beginning before it started was this is a difficult time. And you said something along the lines of like, I've been rocking my brain trying to figure out ways to kind of avoid this or forget this. But the reality is the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I don't know. It just resonated with me because it, it is so true that, you know, we have to do what we can to be resilient and get through yeah. it in the best ways that we know how for ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's imperative and it's really hard. We don't have access to the things that we normally do. We don't have our normal people, like we don't have our community and people are dying and getting hurt. And so it's like all of our senses of everything's going to be okay is kind of fired up as like, is it? And I love that you connected with that idea because I think it's one of the most important and yet hardest to acknowledge and deal with because like no one wants to go and move towards what is hurting or harming them. And yet in this experience, we don't have a whole lot of choice. Like this is just where we are right now. And so I love that. And I love that you're so kind of constantly thinking about small businesses and thinking about local businesses. Why is that so important to you?
1: Well, in general, I just feel like Portland is a city that Like our entire infrastructure is just built on the support and the ability to have these small businesses thrive in the way that they've been doing for so long. Portland has a culture that just embraces small, you know, we don't have big box stores and People go to co-ops and farmers markets a lot more here than they might do out toward the suburbs or in other cities. But also part of my job is working with small businesses and helping Mm -hmm. them to establish a presence online but also so that they can grow their businesses in person, you know, through people walking in and purchasing things from their cafes or their boutiques. And a big part of my heart and my everyday life is spent with these small business owners and just seeing in general what it takes to run a small business and then have this yeah. happen and just like, really bulldoze so many small businesses in the way that they operate and help their teams out. Like it just has been breaking my heart. So anything I can do (laughs) with my small platform to help is just like, you know, of course I'm going to do it. Yeah.
0: And I think that's like really an important thing for any city is the small businesses are the people who live in the community bringing their passion and access to the community, and so if you have any extra funds, check out Candice's Instagram and there, or even just check out some small businesses in your town or your city, and like see if instead of going to Starbucks, you put that five dollars into a local cafe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or instead of what are some other ways that people might not be thinking of how to. Kind of shift away from like the bigger, maybe more readily available places yeah. that they might not be thinking. Like what are some shifts that could help small businesses right now? I definitely know like clothing, if you could order some slow fashion items, like that's helping put designers who are actually making your things money right in their pockets.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and so switching over from maybe a, a bigger store to a smaller version to help support someone directly, and I also know that this is a time where people maybe are a little bit insecure in their funds. you know a lot of people lost jobs and money is not yeah. so they're really wanting to spend right now or able to spend right now. And there are a ton of other ways you can support by sharing profiles of businesses, Instagrams, or just telling your friend about a business. Cause maybe they are looking to spend money somewhere, leaving reviews, just keeping up with these brands on their Instagram pages and liking and commenting and helping them build awareness that way. Those are all like really awesome free ways that you can help businesses literally right now that will help them to grow and hopefully continue business when this is over.
0: Wow. I love that. Yeah. And I think, of course, if we have some spare money, it's not a time of spare money, but if you do and your Mm -hmm. job is protected, like go put your money towards that. But I love this idea of just amplifying and sharing small businesses so that once funds are more available or... We have a lot of businesses in Portland that are just closed right now just to support in social distancing practices. And so once you can, like still checking, like, can I order that online? Like continuing to practice in the way you want to practice social distancing while also taking a step further to see, hey, where could my dollar go that's really going to help the communities that I'm a part of or I want to service or I want to support? I think that's not something we always think about.
1: Yeah. Right? And, and I know a lot of businesses right now have even pivoted to offering other kind of supplies. So like this local tea shop, for example, T-Bar is done marketplace items where, you know, they do still have tea, but they also have some goods where maybe you are trying to distance yourself from going to the grocery stores. Often you could get pasta there. You could get toilet paper there. You could get a lot of other like everyday needs or like dry goods. And of course, online shops, online shops are always a really good way. You could purchase a gift card that you're going to come in when this is over, if you'd like, Or you could send your friend a gift that way, you know, other people are trying to deal with in their everyday lives changing. And maybe you have a little bit of extra money. You could support a small business and also support a friend in need.
0: I love that. I think those are really amazing suggestions. And I love that you're so passionate about supporting small businesses because everything has a level of specialness that I think that even when you're sharing about things has that level of specialness. So, It's also like taking time right now to see how you can make the things you buy or the things you decide to support, like more experiential. I think that's what is really fun about the way you share. And so I have a question and this might be odd and you might be like, I don't know, Anna. (laughs) But when you're going to do something, either eating or chilling or something, what kinds of things do you think about? Do you care about your lighting or your space or how do you make a self-love practice and a like experiential practice out of our like everyday whatever?
1: Yeah. From the experience standpoint, it really just kind of depends. I feel like, you know, my social media presence, I typically just kind of like make content out of my everyday life and what I'm doing and what I'm up to. And sometimes that means making things look really cute for a boomerang. And other times that means just being like, oh my God, this was so funny or this happened, you know? Yeah. So if it's something that I'm sharing through Instagram, obviously things like good lighting or just something that kind of looks pretty is visually pleasing. But in terms of like a self-care practice or things that I'm sharing that are there to add value, the most important thing is just that it's authentically me. Mm. So that could I mean, that. yeah, it's aesthetic thing, but it also means like this is something I genuinely use and this is something that I've done a few times that's helped me. So maybe it might help you. And that's why I'm sharing it or that kind of thing.
0: And I think that like what's beautiful is you give a lot of great ideas. So what someone might who might be listening could be like, I may have some of those things or I'm constantly trying in this pandemic of how do I make whatever I'm doing a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Like when I dress to go to the grocery store, sometimes I'm like, do it all out. And I'm like, I just need to look like I'm going somewhere for yeah. once in my life. <laughs> but then there's sometimes where it's like, I could eat a snack or I could like set a moment and I could have some really beautiful music on and I could be sitting in the sun or sitting in a moody cloud vibe. And I could have like my pick my favorite plate and cut it in my snack in a special way or whatever. I think it's like, how do we take the mundane now and make it experiential and make it feel like a practice and like something we're doing for ourselves versus eating a snack?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I love that way of thinking because I feel like I don't know. There's sometimes this like weird connotation about like, you know, doing things for the gram where it's like, you don't really eat like that, or you don't really put these nice things on a plate like that. You just do it for the gram. But in all honesty, like sometimes it is really fun to do that that way. And sometimes it's fun to give people ideas of, like you said, how to turn things that seem kind of mundane into something that's exciting. And that's an experience. And I feel like being able to like, share a life in that way has helped me see the beauty in some things that ordinarily may seem mundane.
0: Mm. Have you noticed that this slowing down has served you in any way?
1: It has definitely helped me in terms of thinking about what my everyday has looked like before this and figuring out which things I really appreciated and which things maybe weren't bringing me as much joy Now that I'm like not doing them in some ways, like, yeah, I feel like it's made me realize what I truly value, but it's also made me realize the things that maybe I wasn't valuing enough. I think I really took for granted the ability to just go out and see people and show up to things that, you know, maybe I either was avoiding showing up to like workout classes for a while And that actually, in the end, really brought me a lot of joy. I'm really missing my Mm. spin studio, if you can't tell. Um. Oh,
0: spin studio, we miss you. I miss my eyelash lady. Yes, yeah. The other day I was like, oh no, who am I without
1: them? Yeah, my brows are getting a little out of control. They're really (laughs) having a mind of their own right now. It's definitely time for me to go get my brows done. I miss it. But it's also
0: like we can also have a moment to be like how privileged and how many things we just have access to here, especially in Portland, and how easy life has been to get around. I think that's what I'm noticing, too, is like the taking-for-granted feeling. I definitely have that of like, wow, I never thought about this on a day-to-day. I didn't feel grateful for this freedom you know, we were talking a little bit about small businesses and we were talking about um, how to support people and a really amazing small business that we both know and love has actually sponsored this episode. I want to just give a little shout out to Grayling Jewelry. And it's really cute that, that this episode is sponsored by Grayling because Candace and I both know Katie, the owner and have done some work with Grayling and also are hoping to do we have a little sneaky project that we're working on earlier in the year that we're hoping to get back to so it's kind of a cute full circle
1: moment yes I love Grayling
0: Katie's like honestly the best so we're big fans if that's where you have any extra money go get a piece of shiny amazingness for yourself
1: Yeah, they're doing so much too. They're donating for every piece of jewelry sold, a meal for Meals on Wheels. And I think they've donated something like tens of thousands of meals already, which for a local business is insane. It's incredible. Um, Yeah.
0: And I think Katie is really like always trying to support the community. So yeah, it's a great business and I love that they want to support us too. Yes. So shout out to Grayling. We love you. Grayling. So it's the time when I ask some of my questions to you. I'm wondering, you know, we've been talking a lot about sort of like how we start practices for ourselves and how we make things a little more experiential. But what are some of the ways that you have found belonging for yourself? And like, how did you land on Wanting to be a self-love advocate, is there a story there or is this just something you fell into and, and knew you wanted to be a part of?
1: Yeah, it's a little of both. Growing up in a predominantly like white city and I just grew up with kids around me who didn't look like me, didn't have hair like me. My body type was just so different from all of my friends. And at a time where you really don't want to stand out, that's all I seem to do, (laughs) you know, and this took time, but I really had to position myself to be more confident at a time where it's so hard to be in your life. And I think that really equipped me with the skills to find those self-love practices and to exude maybe a little more confidence than your average like 20 something. You know, when I started my Instagram at first, I was mostly just doing photography, but the more that I would talk about my personal experiences, the more people seemed to listen and take interest. So in some ways I kind of fell into that, but in other ways it was, I guess, kind of on purpose. And I was just really inspired by other people in the body positive community that were sharing their stories. And I decided to really dive into it a little bit more. So it's been really rewarding and it's been awesome seeing the community grow. But it's also really great just inspiring other people especially young women to share their stories as well. And to just step outside of their comfort zone too. I just feel like the community is doing so much good where there before we were just, you know, we there wasn't a seat at the table for us, basically.
0: I love that. And how did you get into photography? Were you just like, I love this and
1: doing it? Or was there kind of you're yeah.
0: an amazing photographer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, your my photos. So my dad, actually, when I was growing up, he shot a lot of film and he didn't do it as a business or anything. He just had a lot of fun with it. And he's one of those dads that's like always doing something, building something. And he, yeah. ma- he made himself a dark room in our old house. And so I grew up like watching him developing photos and like I knew, you know, the knock before you enter thing for the lighting. And I just like grew up watching him like working with film, but I was never interested in it myself until I really was like engulfed in the Internet and things like Tumblr and, you know, Instagram and yeah. uh, seeing all of these like gorgeous photos that people would take and trying to figure out how I could replicate them and and take photos like that. And I was just really inspired. So I got a camera. My dad taught me how to shoot in manual. And I just kind of went from there. I was really into portraiture. I still am, but that's kind of where I started. And pretty soon I was taking just photos of myself and like my outfits and it kind of just grew from there. <laughs>
0: I love that your dad taught you. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you close?
1: Oh, yeah. My dad's like my best friend.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, cute. Next time we'll have uh, him on the show. As well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can have so many stories for sure. Um, he's, he's just really dope. Like both my parents are super dope. They're like liberal people living in a not as liberal town, Oregon City, but they're yeah. both teachers and they... You know, my dad was like a hippie. So he did the whole like Woodstock hitchhike to San Francisco kind of thing. And yeah, it was very interesting house to grow up in for sure.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's so great. It's cool how you really let your curiosity run and then it guides you and it's guided you here. And I think that what you do to support small businesses but also to support people just really owning their stories and knowing who they are is really important and really powerful work for people like to be able to be seen as they are is something that I found in my work is like it nothing beats that feeling of getting to witness someone being witnessed and honoring like this is me and I'm like proud of this and and I didn't have to do anything different except to just be me. And so when you're photographing or talking to people or even helping them with their business, what are three things that you think are really important for people to be able to feel really welcome and like they belong? Maybe even if they're like learning something new or they're working with you in a new way, what do you feel helps ease that?
1: So like for, like if I'm working with a business client or just like on Instagram, kind of like talking through my story and trying to inspire others. It could be either. Just like, what are three things that you either try to do
0: or try to share or think are important for someone to
1: feel like they belong where you are and like can do what you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. The first thing is just to find your niche, to to find the best way that you could be as authentically yourself as possible. Um, One way that I would maybe describe it is like, if you had to give a five minute speech on something, whatever it was, no research, just anything that you're passionate about talking about, that's your niche. And that's something that you have the ability to speak on from either past experiences or just having a very extreme interest in it. Mm -hmm. And then you would be able to share with the world and hopefully inspire others to get some more interest in it or to share their own experience in that as well. For me, that's like body positivity and style, things like that. And I feel like that really helped me to start in a certain direction. And Mm -hmm. then from there on, it's just using your voice figuring out the best way that you can to visually represent if you're doing it on social media or whatever, to visually represent what you're talking about with photos or things like that. Um, But then also to get involved within the community. And that doesn't Mm. even just mean your local community. That just means whatever community you're a part of online and how that might translate into the real world. So I talk a lot about self-love and body positivity online, but I get involved with my community by doing podcasts, speaking on panels, having coffee dates with people and just getting to know them because we have similar interests. And that for me is super fulfilling because it puts more of a face to the community that's online. And I think
0: too, like being open to communicate with people that you may not know or that you might have just been meeting is such a nice way to feel connected. And that's the cool thing about Instagram is like you can literally slide into anyone's DMs. They might not see it. They might not respond, but it's a way to connect that is less intrusive than like, I stalked you down and found your email or your <laughs> phone number. But it's also a way where you can, you'd be surprised with how open people are to connecting. I think that's something that. Even just in asking people to be on my podcast, I've been so beautifully, pleasantly surprised so many times because I'll be like, oh, they'll never want to do it. And then they're oh. like, let's
1: do it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like,
0: yeah. It, it doesn't ever hurt to, if you're in a community and someone is doing work in that community, just reach out and say hi. Like people love it. And it feels good
1: to be able to
0: know that there's a real person on the other end sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times either sending or receiving messages from people who want to link up or just want to say hi or have a quick question. It makes me feel like I'm doing a good job at what I'm doing because people care, <laughs> care enough to act, yeah. care enough to touch base. And say that whatever I'm putting out there is really resonating with them. And so even just like a note, even if you're not close by and can't meet for coffee or can't go to a, a yoga class, you know, just being able to like keep in touch within the community and outreach is just it's really powerful and it's substantial.
0: I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think in this time of this pandemic, like the more we can reach out and and be open to people reaching out to us, like it's a hard time and we need each other. So I love that part of your belonging and belonging with you is like being open to connecting in different ways than like the way in which we might be have met or whatever. Mm-hmm. You might be meeting Candace from just listening here for the first time. So <laughs> reach out. Um, and at the end of the episode, we'll, I'll make Candace tell us how we can reach out to her. So <laughs> And here's my moneymaker question. You know, we've talked about a lot of different arenas and areas, but I want to know for you, what is something if the, if the world could change and you had a magic wand to do one thing, anything? And I mean, I've heard a lot of different things. What would you change to make the world feel more welcoming for you and the people that you want to bring with you?
1: I feel like my thoughts on this have shifted quite a bit since the whole quarantine COVID-19 stuff, but totally.
0: Okay. We can do a, you can have two. (laughs) I can have two. You can have a pre and
1: a post. Okay, great. Okay. So (laughs) pre, pre, I would have to say, I mean, it's just like part of our mission. It's just, I really want to see more inclusion in media of bigger bodies of differently abled bodies and of all different skin types. Like I just want to see more. <laughs> I'm yeah. frankly like very tired of seeing the same and I want to see some diversity there and it's not enough. Some people might argue that we're getting there, but it's not enough. So I would love That's to see like more of that. like the of the iceberg. Let's be real. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but right now I would just love to see more access to healthcare I I feel like this whole thing is just shed a light on like how desperately we really need to have a little bit more transparency in our healthcare system and help people who really need help and just like people who can't afford healthcare, people who are scared to get tested because they they are afraid of getting like a $5,000 bill, like it just shouldn't be happening and it's like maddening. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I I almost get emotional talking about it because it's just so, yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, it's and it's heartbreaking. You know, I'm very fortunate to have health insurance, but I know so many people who do not. And I also, you know, we all know millions of people who lost their jobs over the last couple of weeks. And yeah,
0: and I want to say something to that.
1: If you have lost your job
0: or if you don't have healthcare right now, Every state is way more lenient than they ever have been. And so, anyone who's listening who's like, I'm right there, I don't know what to do, at least try or get someone to help you try to apply for whatever state insurance, the like, because that is being offered to people. And it's not enough. It's not like it's great health insurance, but it's something for this really scary time. And I really appreciate you bringing your emotion because it is really scary and we are in uncharted territory and it's also really scary because it's hard to tell what's going on like I'll watch a news thing and I'll get freaked out and then I'll watch another news thing and it's counter to what the first one was and so it's like we're all really unaware of the reality because of the way that our media is so controlled by money and all of these things
1: yeah. but if I could have a third genie wish, it would also, yes. it would honestly be like the communication between media and our government just needs to imp- increase like tenfold. I'm like <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like so great especially during this time when like I feel like our information needs to be so much more unified, it just it's and clear yeah, yeah, the opposite so. Yeah, healthcare and communication would be really great right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those
1: are my. And like,
0: not even too much. Like, I don't even feel like you're planting money trees in people's (laughs) yards. Like, you're asking for like basic rights and human support. So, if anyone is listening and they're going through a really hard time, reach out and just let us know if you need some hearts or to amplify your Venmo or whatever it is and we'll do our best together.
1: Yeah. Everybody Um, deserves support. However, you know, people can be of service, but everybody deserves to at least feel some sort of security, especially during this time. It's just nuts out there. The experiences of people is so different. And
0: I think I'm just going to go out on a limb and say like you and I are both in a a stable situation. We're okay. We're taking care of as well as we need to be. And there's people that aren't and don't have anything and don't have access and so if you are one of those people like please reach out and maybe if someone you reach out to can't support you they can share it or they can ask someone else because we are in this together and while I'm like oh no the government is giving health insurance the government isn't taking care of people the way it needs to they're not and so I'm sorry (laughs) and reach out (laughs) Yeah. and hugs <laughs> hug your pets and like yeah. hug your grass plant whatever you have available to hug, <laughs> hug it. well just I so appreciate you coming on here and sharing about who you are and what you do and your heart it's such a joy how do we reach you how do, what do you got going is there what's the deal What's yeah. your digits? Yeah,
1: so um, I'm the most active on Instagram. That's probably where you could find me 24-7. My handle is just hey.candace. Come say hey. Let's talk about self-love and body love and all that good stuff in between. And if anyone's on TikTok, my handle's the same over there. I'm exploring. Highly TikTok. recommend. Great TikTok content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're just doing what we can with what we've got over there right now. So yeah. <laughs>
0: I love that. And I think if we leave here with anything, it's let's think about how we support our small businesses in our community and how we practice more of that self-love juiciness that we all need. And thank you for being here. I so appreciate you. And I have loved this conversation and I hope you have the best day.
1: Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I adore you. And yeah, I'm just so excited to just be on here. So thanks again.
0: You're on here and it's coming (laughs) live soon. So have the best day, everybody. Bye. Hi there. Just popping my head one more time in because I wanted to share some of the amazing things our episode sponsor Grayling Jewelry has done for the world. Right now, they're working with Feeding America to donate 10% of sales, not the profits, the sales, to Feeding America, which is providing hundreds and thousands of meals. I just found out that as of April 27th, they have donated 57,000 meals, which is an amazing feat for a small business who is used to doing everything in-store and now has moved everything to online. So it's a beautiful way to see that our community is coming together during this pandemic to really support each other. Grayling also let me know of something that I don't think everybody is aware of, but I would love to bring attention to. They're very environmentally conscious, so they're using a lot of recycled gold and silver in their products. And I didn't really understand what that meant, but Katie let me know that several mines are on or border indigenous lands and that they produce an immense amount of pollution and so when we don't have to use utilize those mines we're bringing less pollution we're doing less damage to native lands and we're doing there's probably a lot less violence so if you can use recycled materials or you can find products with recycled gold and silver it's probably going to be better for our world So I just wanted to give you that fun fact that I personally didn't know about the jewelry that I was buying. And I also want to let you know that Grayling still has this amazing little discount that they're sharing with us here at Where You Belong, which is if you use the code BELONG 25, you'll get 25% off of everything. So if you decide you need a little sparkle in your day right now or something that just makes you feel a little extra special while we're indoors I recommend using that code to get yourself a little something something and if not maybe you could just share a piece that you like and add it to your wish list and you never know what could happen right so I hope you enjoy this little fact about jewelry and about materials and get back to the episode I'm so sorry to keep you waiting